This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You know, obviously you know, and just like I know, quarterback's, you know, the most important position in our sport. And, you know, ultimately, Kevin and I, we, we these aren't things you just kind of decide in the moment. You have, you have to have plans. You have to have strategies. You have to have different ways of getting to that answer. So we've had these conversations. They're ongoing. Um, there's lots of different avenues in terms of addressing that position. I wouldn't necessarily box us into just one. Uh, but again, we do know that it's the most important position in the sport and we'll treat it with that kind of uh, importance. Kind of love that. Well, I would call it a vest. Declan would call it a vest. vest. Jub would call it a sleeveless jacket. It's a jacket. It's a, uh, what did you call it? a jacket it? without sleeves. What did you call Kevin Jacket. O'Connell? You called it uh, the coat vest. You called it the coat vest. You called it the coat yep, vest. Coat vest. The coat yep. vest. Not just a vest. I stand by it. The coat vest. It is. It is slick. I tweeted out yesterday. It. I was like, I, I want that. That looks. That's a, that's a slick little vest there. And I'm not even a big Get vest it. guy. I think a vest is a very specific look. Not everyone can pull off a vest either. And it's only you, you, like you're not going to wear a vest. I, I don't feel like it makes sense. Certainly in the summertime. No. You're not going. You're not going to wear like a a puffy vest like that. And in the wintertime. Well, what are you going to do with your or your arms are going to get cold? Are you right. going to wear a jacket over a vest? So you can really only wear it in like October, November, and maybe March. You know, that's my beef with with vests. <laughs> so cheap plug here, but um, I'm sure, Dex, if, if you go out to TCO, the Vikings Pro Shop probably has those in stock. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure crazy. I, my, my guess is because the, the league changes like gear constantly. And they want the coaches and GMs, I think, wearing said gear. Yeah, the so, latest gear. Yeah. So my guess is that the pro shop right now has those coats, and yes, they're coats to me, available right now. All right, there it is. There's Judd's plug for the Vikings pro shop yeah. right there. You can also find Score North and Purple Daily merchandise over at the pro shop, or the shop, if you will. Scorenorth.com slash shop. That's S-K-O-R-North.com slash shop. For your Before I Die hoodies and T-shirts, your Purple Daily and Score North-related swag, Victory Monday hooded sweatshirts and tees. We're working on a couple other designs as well. So check it out, scorenorth.com slash shop. This show is presented by TCL, now an official partner of the NFL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Learn more at tcl.com. It's a feedback Friday here on Purple Daily, which means we basically turn the show over to you guys. Uh, we stockpile throughout the week your comments, questions, concerns, critiques, whatever it is that you want to ask us. And the best way to get a hold of us is through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab, and it just stockpiles 
in our Purple Daily inboxes, and we try to get to as many as we can. I'm going to say the first question is representative of a lot of people wanting to know our thoughts on the press conference yesterday. And you heard one of the clips there from Quasi talking about how quarterback is the most important position. You know, we we develop plans, we have strategies, all this stuff that goes into finding the next quarterback, right? That's on the ring, yes. I will add to this that Quasi said the Vikings would ideally like to have the next quarterback sit for a year behind Kirk Cousins. That was kind of the big headline from yesterday. And Kevin O'Connell agreed, saying, quote, Ideally, you would like to have that person in that role developing behind a great player like Kirk. I love how they, they always have to preface it like, Great, a great, he's a great player, but we're not, we don't want to renew his contract. But he's great. And we're scouting Hendon Hooker and all these other guys. But he's not. A- but he's great. Uh, you have to have ultra belief and connection on making that decision because it's such an important decision. So I guess my main takeaway here, and I'll throw it to you guys, is it's very interesting the way that they talk about Kirk. So they they continue to say, it's great. He's a great quarterback. We want to build off last year. And all their words are showering Kirk with praise. But all their actions are moving beyond Kirk at some point, right? They're, they didn't extend his contract beyond 2023. They've been doing a ton of due diligence on quarterbacks with their scouting and their meetings and everything. And all teams do due diligence. But the Vikings seem to be putting in extra work on quarterbacks, according to reports. So they're clearly looking. And it's interesting that they're kind of putting it out there publicly now. And I wonder what Kirk thinks about it. We're going to find a guy, and we'd like him to sit behind Kirk. But Kirk only has one more year left. So ideally, if you want to find a guy to sit behind Kirk, you would do it in two weeks at this year's draft. So I guess there was nothing that they said in the pre-draft press conference, which, of course, came two weeks before the the draft. So it's really the pre-pre-draft press conference that uh, surprised me that much about the plan here. And I think it goes to this. I, I think, as I've been saying, that there are a multitude of scenarios that they've discussed and are contemplating. So I don't think there's just one. I, I don't think it's just uh, we are going to trade up and and that is our, our strategy. I think the strategies are multiple. I think what they're saying is smart, and, and if that is their true goal, I like it. I like it a lot. I've always said I don't think, you know, short of Joe Burrow or a top, you know, if it's a top five pick, this changes. But I like the idea of getting a quarterback in and having him sit, and again, it's going, the story then becomes, well, what is Kirk? Is Kirk going to help and blah, blah, blah. And I'll continue to say, I don't know. Who cares? The Kevin O'Connell is the point man here. Like, so if Kirk's like, well, I'm not really going to help him much. It's not my job to develop my successor. I think Kevin O'Connell would say, okay, dude, that's fine. I am. And just observe Kirk. Yeah. He's a well, professional. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and he's not going to, I don't think he's not going to sabotage you. He's just not going to, and a lot, of, and and just to be clear here, a lot of quarterbacks don't. He's not going to help you beat him out, which is absolutely fine. But I thought what we we heard, while it was a lot of double talks too strong, it was a lot of bobbing and weaving talk. Like, and and that's what teams do. So th- this is not a crazy thing. This is what teams do. I thought it was a lot of bobbing and weaving to give you something, but not too much. But I thought what we heard actually made perfect sense, but, and I think it's smart. But don't you think they kind of tip their hand without trying to? When they say, ideally, the next 
quarterback, Kirk's successor, would sit behind Kirk for a year. That's mm-hmm. what they think. I, I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe that that's what they think. That would be great. And we could actually. There's a whole another side street here of, okay, how many of the quarterbacks that you could potentially draft would actually sit behind Kirk, right? Like if somehow you traded up to three to get C.J. Stroud, I don't think he's sitting behind Kirk. I think you're trading Kirk. But if you draft like Will Levis, who falls to 23, okay, maybe you maybe he sits for six or eight games or whatever. But but my point is. They have told you they want the next quarterback to sit behind Kirk, but they haven't extended Kirk. Right. So well, aren't they aren't they therefore telling you we're going to draft Kirk's replacement in two weeks? I think they are telling you that one of the scenarios is that I do not think they are wedded to it, and so I think look because the question then becomes: Do I think that they are positioning th- themselves in potential ponderesque fashion to be like we have to take a quarterback? And my answer is no, I don't. I do think that there are scenarios and potential trades. So, yeah, I think they are opening, if there's four doors here, I think they are opening one door and saying, hey, look inside this door. This is what we're cultivating and doing. Yeah. But do I, but do I believe that that is the only door? Absolutely not. So I think they're giving you a very plausible scenario to what they could potentially do. But it's going to, to depend on how the draft falls. To your point, if there's a trade to be made where they can get that Cardinals pick, probably a long shot, but I'm sure they've called on it. You know, I don't think that 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 player, I don't think the third overall pick in the draft is going to sit behind Kirk. It's Mm -hmm. a five. There is still, and the Packers have just screwed the the pooch on this beyond belief, but there is some immediacy to a first-round quarterback playing because of that contract. Yeah, and so like get, get the get the learning curve. Let's go. Exactly. Let's, but yeah. did I think do I think like they do I think that they avoided all questions? Absolutely not. Did I like what I heard? Yes, I did. I think that there's a strategy here. And again, I'll come back to I think it's very different than and on purpose than what we saw from Spielman and company when I often felt that they were much more tied into like decisions. I think these guys are much more flexible on scenarios. Mm. Kind of feels like they might have about 10 different plans it does to me what might happen yeah it just it feels like especially after yesterday now like this i'm a big fan of succession it's one of my favorite shows it's on hbo right now it's it's just a phenomenal program we um, gotta start we're, we're kind of like oh man we feel like we're behind on uh, all these cultural I, I references could, now. i could literally talk for like 45 minutes in the show but a brief uh, um like tease is so obviously it, brian cox is is the leader of this family it's i think it's loosely based off the murdoch family too um, and he has four kids. They're all uniquely flawed, but the succession plan, right, to take the business, take the business over. It just feels like there is now a succession plan in place with the Minnesota Vikings. Like they are saying, the replacement's coming here. It might, it mm-hmm. might be a replacement that won't be our starter until a year and a half from now. But the succession plan is one hundred percent on the way. Yeah, and maybe it's on the way in two weeks. We will see. By the way, we will be at Park Tavern for the Surly Park Tavern draft party, and we are freaking pumped. We're hearing from a bunch of you who are traveling in from out of state. So, yeah, hit us up if, if you're if you're planning on coming. You know, send us a tweet so we can make sure that we connect at some point. We'd love to cheer. So, six o'clock it starts on April twenty seventh at Park Tavern on our website scornorth.com. There's also some more information and a parking map too. So, if the lot fills up, which it probably will. It'll show you what other sort of adjacent lots or street parking that you can uh, that you can find. I think we're all. I'm probably just going to Uber just to so I don't take up a parking I could spot. Walk. 
I can, Judd can probably walk. Judd will valet. <laughs> Stella and Stella will just valet your car for you. You you go to the Zolgad house and they'll just valet it right to park. Yeah, out. Stella. Stella will take care of you. No question about it. So we are super pumped. Six o'clock start time on Thursday, April twenty seventh. Seven o'clock ish. Probably a few minutes before seven o'clock. We're gonna go live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and we'll just be live for like four, five, six hours, whatever. Watching and waiting to see what happens with the Vikings. Thor Nystrom's going to join us. So he's going to do his Fantasy Pros live stream for the first half of the first round. And then he's going to join us live at uh, at Park Tavern. And I think our guy Tyler Fornis, we're hoping to get on. We want to bring some people that can nerd out about the specifics of draft picks. <laughs> oh, we found the right two guys. supplement what we do. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're looking forward to it. And we'd love to meet as many of you as possible. So uh, Travis Wachek, I believe it's pronounced, via the Scorn Earth app. He says, I have a sincere question, my fellow Vikings fans. How much of the last five seasons with Kirk Cousins have you actually enjoyed? How many seasons, aside from 2018, did you go into the year feeling genuinely excited about this team? If they do end up drafting a quarterback in this year's draft, I honestly don't care who they get. I just want to feel excited. I just want to feel something. (laughs) Get me back. Get me back. The seasons with Kirk are all too predictable and maddeningly consistent results despite multiple regimes now trying different things with him. I'm ready for this team to take a swing and hopefully get us one step closer to that Super Bowl we've all been craving. You know what? This is a really interesting point that I think represents a lot of Vikings fans. There's just there's a there's a certain comfort in that if you have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, you're not going to be a train wreck. He's a prof- he's a good professional quarterback, one of the top 10 to 15 in the world. And and your floor with Kirk Cousins is very very, I wouldn't say high, but like it's you're not going to go three and fourteen with Kirk Cousins, a healthy Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, and there is a comfort in being competitive. Mm-hmm. But to but to Travis's point, there's also a feeling of inevitability with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback that you're going to be competitive, you're going to be good, but at the end of the day, you're either going to miss the playoffs narrowly or get in and get smoked or beat in the early rounds with no chance of actually winning a Super Bowl, right? I'm going to defend Kirk a little bit here, though, because it, I love the question. Like, I've never thought, I've thought of the question in this context, but he's exactly right. But where I'll defend Kirk is it was a combination. What, dro- what drove me down, what pounded me down was not just Kirk. It was Zimmer as well. So that combination, like 18, he's right. Huge expectations. Super Bowl or bust, baby. After that, it became, it, it, you know, every year that, that went by, it became so clear that Mike couldn't stand Kirk and, and, you know, never wanted Kirk that what he's talking about, to me, has to be pointed not just to Kirk, but Mike as well, right? Because, I mean, it just got to be this endless, I don't like this guy. It's clear. They didn't really or they didn't talk. So I get the point. I love the point, but I don't think it's fair to just say it's Kirk. I think it was Mike as, as, as well. My expectations going into 2022 weren't that high, that high. But that being said, with O'Connell, I did have a feeling that it would be more fun. And it was. I, so to answer yes. his question, how many times have you been genuinely excited and fully optimistic going into a Kirk Cousins season? 2018, yep, absolutely, yep, and to a little bit lesser extent last year because of the freshness of Kevin O'Connell and Quasi and vibes, basically. Uh, Raphael from Switzerland chimes in here. Purple Daily is global. Nice. Right. 
Oh, yeah. Glad to have you. We've had Before I Die t-shirts in front of the pyramids in Egypt. And now we get Raphael from Switzerland. And he says, after moving to another town last summer, my commuting time has doubled. On the hunt for more football content, I stumbled across Purple Daily. You guys have moved up the ladder from being the fill-in content to being the show I turn on first whenever I start my car. Wow, Raphael. Thank you, man. There's one thing I've always wondered, though. From a strictly business standpoint, is it preferable to be a really well-structured, long-term successful organization like the Vikings or being a roller coaster of tanking, rebuilding, and taking shots at winning the Super Bowl before starting all over again? Kind of like the Rams. Right, that's like both in St. Louis and Los Angeles. That's been the Rams pretty much, and there's probably other ones you can think of too. Mm-hmm. This might explain some of the philosophical discrepancies between the Wilves and your "Before I Die" motto. Pardon me if this is a clear case, but as I was only introduced to football in my early 20s, uh, when I did an exchange semester at the U of M, I lacked some of the basic NFL background info that's mm-hmm. common knowledge to Americans. Well, let us help you, Raphael. But that was great. No, yeah. like that's a great question. Like, would you rather be organizationally and business-wise, and I get that it's one's in L.A. and one's in Minnesota, so the sure. business is different, but um, the Rams, who are who they've won two Super Bowls and have been to a third in the last 25 years, and then they come down and they have the number one pick a couple times, right? Jared Goff and Sam Bradford, and they're, they're garbage for a while, so much so that they actually moved the team at one point from St. Louis to L.A. because they couldn't right. get a stadium deal done. But they've got hardware. That the Vikings don't have, right? I mean, what do you think? So this actually goes back to a conversation that I had with with Ziggy Wolf at the time, shortly after he bought the team. And the entire premise of the family was we want to always be competitive. So, like, we don't want to be up and down and up and down. And I think the feeling was, and he didn't say this, but my sense was because they, they were longtime Giants fans, is that once in a while, just like the Giants did, you'd pop up and you'd go from being competitive and good to Super Bowl champion. Yeah. That has yet to take place. Here's where I would say, and, and the Rams are probably the extreme example, because like the Rams went all in. And as we talked about on yesterday's show, aren't going to have a first-round draft pick to like 2050. But the I would say this, going after Kirk which hasn't really worked as planned, was an all-in move. But I don't know that the Vikings have always capitalized on moves that they possibly could have made that would have weakened the franchise probably down the road, but would have given you the pop to potentially win a Super Bowl. Was it what year, and I'll I'll go back to to this as an example, uh, because I'm sure some people will say, so Judd, what's a move? But what year was Jalen Ramsey traded from the Jaguars to the Rams at the deadline? Was that 2019? Uh, 19, 19, 19, 19, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. so, so the Vikings were a good team, and they won a playoff game. And that was the type of year where it's like, okay, their defensive backfield is not fantastic. But at that, time, at that point in time, the defense was not a train wreck by any means. Yeah. And Jalen Ramsey, who would have cost you a ton and cost the Rams a ton, was the type of player that if you plug and played him, would have made you markedly better. And then I think the question is, could you have beaten San Francisco in the playoff game? Well, there's a lot better potential if Jalen Ramsey's on your team. And so, like, the Wilfs whole thing is we always want to be competitive, but what they've never reached is the sweet spot of knowing when to just totally go for it. Yeah. And that's that's where it sort of takes a turn 
to what you're talking about, Phil, about the Rams. Well, what's funny is they're not afraid to trade picks for players. I mean, even this last year, nope. they traded a second-round pick for TJ Hawkinson. So some of it's like timing, and yep. and some of it is, do you have the right coach-quarterback combination? And clearly they didn't after they, they kind of peaked in 2017, and then it was like, uh, what are we? Do we want to... Like 2019, it kind of felt like, oh, maybe this Zimmer-Kirk thing isn't working. Do we want to add more to the now, or do we want to ride it out? And, that's and then they, they teased you by winning that game against the Saints in 2019 playoffs, yes. too. Yes, and and so the Wilfs have definitely given uh, the people that run their team a lot of leeway to make moves, right? Like, there's no question about that. You're right about that. But here's what I, I would say, too. You know, unfortunately... Rick Spielman made some big moves that were a mistake. Like combining Zimmer and Cousins, let's forget what Kirk has or has not done. But combine, but after Mike Zimmer goes to the combine in Mar- in February of eighteen and says, "Don't sign this guy," I mean, he told the public that, mm-hmm. and you sign him, and it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. It d- doesn't work. Um, huge trade right before the season. Unique in Gakwe, right? You get this guy who's going to solidify you in 2020. You're so bad that as the deadline approaches, you basically just trade him off. So the other question is, have they previously empowered the right people to make the moves that we're talking about? Because if the Ngakwe trade works out great, like if things are gelling there, it's a different story. So like, there's a lot of tentacles here, but I get the frustration of... Why don't the Vikings, like, like don't they get that there's times to make moves where you, you are all in? And by the way, if you finish in third place or last place three years after a Super Bowl, nobody comes and takes your Lombardi trophy away. Yeah, no, I, well, exactly. Yes, get the, get the Lombardi trophy. Give me that Lombardi trophy back. Why? Because you're not later. good now. But here's the other maddening thing about this franchise. And I don't know that I would have been, if you would have asked me this question, I don't know that I would have been able to answer it correctly, but... Since 2000, they've only made the playoffs in back-to-back seasons once. Does that not? Is that not staggering? Yeah, for their success, it's very surprising. They've only made the playoffs back-to-back seasons once since 2000. Eight and, and nine, it was nine. it was eight and nine. Otherwise, they've gone every other year or so. If you want to average it out over the 23 seasons since 2000. They've been to the playoffs eight times. So they basically average going to the playoffs one in every three years. But in those years where they don't, they're frequently an eight, nine, or like a seven-win team, and they're knocking on the door, and they're right there in week 16, and then something happens or whatever. So it is, uh, I mean, they're consistently competitive, but they're rarely championship contenders. And then what happens is you get these teams like Buffalo where they reach the championship contention window. And they're in there punching for like three or four straight years now. And they haven't broken through. But if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, because you've got Josh Allen and you got Stefan Diggs and you've you got a coach that you've been trusting to this point anyways, and now you've built a defense, you feel like, okay, every year we're punching. Every year it's going to, all right, it, we have like a five or six-year window here. For the Vikings, they've missed the playoffs the last three times they've been to the conference championship game where it's like they'll pop up for a year. Right. And then they'll get beat. And it's not opening a window. It's just like a random pop-up year, and now they're back to the drawing board. And they don't get really bad. Like, that's the thing, too, though. So they'll pop up, and then they'll come back and win eight games or nine games. So it's not like they they turn atrocious. It's very weird. And, again, I got to think at some point in time, being competitive is great, 
But I don't know that being competitive, like, get get you a trophy. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, Trevor B chimes in here via Twitter. Phil, big fan of your work on Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd. I don't know about you guys, oh, but he's a big right. fan of my work. My work specifically. I'll just go on the couch with Stella and take a nap. I take your feedback for that. That's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Watching this wow. press conference today personal. with Quasi and KOC, it boggles my mind that some of the questions that are asked directly regarding potential draft picks uh, or thoughts along those lines. Why do reporters ask those questions? What do they expect them to say? Are they going to give away our draft intentions? What are your thoughts on how to handle, as a former, a long-time lead Vikings beat writer lead, for writer, the Star Tribune and 1500ESPN.com? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel like reporters are just kind of in a weird spot. You're, you know, you're asking questions, but what do you get? is everyone just going to agree, like, you know, let's not even do the press conference because you're not going to say anything, and I right. can't really. It's tough. Well, yeah, and look, I, I mean, I am I am not going to crap on on reporters for prying. Like that's their job. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've got. And they, but they did get something. I mean, they basically yeah. said we're probably going to draft a quarterback this year. That's pretty much what they said. Basically, when it comes to a position like that, my philosophy is the entire room should keep asking a variation of the same question because eventually they'll crack a little bit and give you just a nugget, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you continue to ask, you know, eventually they're like, okay, here's, you know, here's, here's something. Here's it, the key to, because there are, because there are so few answers given that are either truthful or insightful. That's probably the better term at a press conference like that, that you just got to continue to peck away until you get a quote that you can use. Yeah. Like when Judd one time got Brad Childers to say, I'm going to have a vodka the size of your head when I get home tonight. Yeah. That was a great quote. Because I said, man, you're in first place for the first time since you became coach. You're in first place. Did you do something to reflect? You know, it's very interesting to me. Like, I I love, uh, like, tequila and whiskey. Like, I can drink that on the rocks. Vodka on the rocks or just straight sounds terrible to me. Sounds absolutely awful. And if he's just drinking straight vodka, Brad Childress, and the one the size of Judd's head, I'm like kind of concerned for yeah, him. Yeah, I'm with Declan. I need a little soda water in there. I bet he mixed line. it. I bet he mixed it. I don't the, know. Brad Childress seems pretty hardcore, man. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Well, like the quote itself, Big though. Like vodka. if if he had said, yeah, Judd, I uh, drank a vo- vodka and soda the size of your head, I don't think it's as good as I drink a vodka the size of your head. I think he gave me a better response uh, uh, by taking gonna, out the mix. Uh, I'm going to drink a vodka, uh, uh, soda, lime, uh, uh, the size of your head. Uh, yeah. You know, actually, and he might have said that, too, at some point. Speculation. Uh, Dave Hines chimes in with some reckless speculation here. He has a three-team trade proposal. Vikings send Cousins to the Niners. Actually, I'm going to write this down. All right, so so let's see here. 49ers, Vikings, and he's got the Cardinals in here. So he's got uh, Cousins to the Niners. Okay. And then the Niners send a second and a third to the Cardinals. This would be like 2024 second and a third to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And then the Cardinals send the number three pick to the Vikings. 
And then the Vikings send the 23rd pick this year. Wow. Uh, and then another first next year. And Daniil Hunter, I believe, to Arizona. Okay. Wow. So the eh, this seems like a haul. So the Vikings would be giving up. The Vikings would be giving up. Well, no, two first and de, two first Daniil Hunter for the three. The Niners would be giving up a two and a three for Cousins, and the Vikings, yeah, the okay. Oh, would you guys? Would you guys give up Daniil Hunter and two future and like this year's first and next year's first to get up to the number three to draft C.J. Stroud? Oh yeah, I'd consider it for sure, strongly. Yes. Okay, but you're also giving up Cousins too. I feel like the Vikings need more than just the number three back if you're giving up. Two first, Daniel Hunter and Cousins for the but number gonna, three. But if you think you're getting your yeah. long-term starter of the future, I, I don't think you'd get kick more me, than that. Kick me back a third. Kick me back a third. From, I just, from I need a little, San Fran? Or let's route Cardinals. that third from the Cardinals. The Cardinals don't need another third. They're already getting a, they're already getting a second two first from like Daniel Hunter. Grady, Phil, give yeah. me the third. Stroud. Yeah. If you're getting Stroud, I don't think you're going to – I don't know about this. Yeah, I'm with a lot to give up. But I think I'm going to make this trade. Bang. Done. All right, Dave Hines. Tim Hamill chimes in, checking in from the West Coast Operations Office from the Purple Good. Daily Leadership Ooh, Cabinet. I was worried about Me it. Me too. I'm very concerned about the West Coast mm-hmm. operations. Tim says, I just read that the next league meetings are going to be held in Minneapolis, May 22nd through the 24th. Is that accurate? What? Are we getting league meetings in Minneapolis? It probably is. It's, it's a small one. It, oh, okay. Not, okay. It's not like the March ones. Got it. With the NFL owners coming to town next month, yeah. I feel like we should check in with Purple Daily senior travel correspondent Judd Zolgad for his lodging recommendations, where should the likes of Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, Jim Irsay, and Shad Khan, and other billionaires stay when they're in the Twin Cities? Well, well they're going to fly into in their private jets. Uh, they're going to fly into Signature, um, and um, so here's here's my guess. It's already a done d- deal. They'll be staying at the luxurious Viking Lakes Hotel in Egan, right by TCO. That's my guess. And is that a luxurious hotel? It, it it's it's, it's nice. pretty nice. Yeah, there's a it's spa nice. in there too. My sister went th- and, went to a spa day a few weeks ago and said it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. So that's where they'll they'll stay, and it's going to be at that point in time that the Vikings are probably going to try and beat up the rest of the people that show up because I think the next big event that they desperately want is the draft. I'd probably keep Robert Kraft away from that spa. That's just me. Well. well it's all consenting adults. What are you talking I, about? I would just probably keep Robert Kraft away from if, the, if it's the all spa. consenting. If, are if they wearing like are, are they wearing Helga horns while they massage you or give you a pedicure? Oh my god, this got this got really uncomfortable really quick. I mean, Declan just uh, basically backed me up. You asked, <laughs> is that a luxurious? <laughs> Do you think the Wilfs would build like a dump? Is there some hey, guy dressed hey, as Jimmy. Ragnar putting his man no, hands smart. on your on your spinal cord? Okay, uh, I was still trying to roll over onto your that. back. Let's build a motel for the poor people. We'll build a motel. We'll put in TVs that'll be black and white. With HBO. Um, <laughs> Peter Conroy chimes in here. Oh, okay. This comment. So this is this is evidence that we should make a new rule here. You can't, you, you can't comment eviscerating us unless you've watched the episode or listened to the episode. You can eviscerate us all you oh, want. Oh, yeah. We love that. But you got to watch and listen to the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we have a classic example here of Peter Conroy chimed in in the comment section before watching the episode last week. Oh, boy. Your takes are getting embarrassing. Mac Jones? Seriously? The whole... <laughs> 
The whole world knows you hate Kirk Cousins, and no one can seem to find out exactly why, though. But posting takes like this about Mac Jones, which we know is for clicks, shows you're running out of ideas. Do better like you used to. Well, Peter. Wait, we used to? If you had. Uh, Wait, we do better. Before Kirk, maybe we were. I don't know. But, uh, Peter, if you had uh, consumed the Saturday episode, mm-hmm. all of us mm-hmm. shot down the idea of Mac. All mm-hmm. of us shot down the Mac Jones idea. You know, the, well, so. I, I feel like I'm at the uh, mercy of the jury here. But, you know, the clickbait officer puts things out there knowing that there, there's going to get some reaction. Uh, for well, you just said, and, should Vikings should. consider trading for Not Mac Jones? They need to. Yeah. And then should. we answered no. no. Right. Peter. What's this guy's name again? Peter. Uh, here's my guess. 57 longs for the days that we were on AM radio. <laughs> That's you better profiling. like you used to no, when you're ageist. I'm 53. I can do that. Also, I will say this. And this, this was not part of Peter's comment, but sometimes people might wonder, well, why would you guys? They're never going to trade for Mac Jones. Well, we literally had six or seven different people on Feedback Friday ask us about Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. We are a show for the people, by the people. Okay. With the people. We entertain premises on this show. That's what this is all about. Reckless speculation, entertaining the premise. That's what this show is all about. Pete. Uh, Fonny oh. chimes in, says, if the Vikings draft Will Levis, can we please have Judd eat a banana with its peel on at the draft party? Doesn't have to be the whole banana, but just like a couple of bites with the peel. Why me? I didn't volunteer for this, but yes. Yes. Bring one. I'll bring one. That sounds fair. Okay, so you will confirmed. Do you think Park Tavern has bananas? They might have a banana in the back. I'll go get one. Um, so it's so I'll peel it and then I will eat. No, no, no. Part of it. No, you. No, 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 no. What? Oh, it's just whole. Just bite, bite in. Okay, I'll take a bite. That's fine. Well, yeah, no, you. He eats I'd it. Well, he doesn't. Eat pe- it. He. What did you think? He peels it and eats them separately. He like eats the banana he and then eats the peel afterwards. Well, if the peel is good for for you, I thought that he might eat the peel separately. I mean, there's well, a chance that the peel is going. If I eat a peel, there's a chance that I'm going to live to like 95 because it, it might be really good for. In fact, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to Google it right now. How healthy is a banana peel? Eat. Hmm. I'm going to Google that right now. I thought that it might be part of a strategy by him to prolong his life. Interesting. Now, Oh, well, oh. you know, uh, I don't know if if eating a banana peel will prolong your life, but losing weight could prolong your life. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point and a seamless transition for me to talk about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Yes, they are my friends. You know why? Because they help me drop weight. And more importantly, they have helped me keep that weight weight off through their support, through their expertise. Look at that guy right there, huh? Went to a wedding last summer looking good and feeling good. And that is all because of the help I got in dropping weight and have i got a deal for you right now an exciting new deal coming up in a couple days but right now first eight weeks are free first eight weeks are free that's right so you can cruise into summer looking good and feeling good 855 go l-i-v-e-a com. l-i-v-e-a.com a bunch of you have joined and have shared your story of weight loss success and also maintaining that it's awesome And if you're thinking to yourself today, you know what? Summer's here. I want to get back into my shorts. I want to feel good. I want to look good. Livia.com is where you start. Now, I'm going to go back to my Googling. I want to feel something. How healthy is a banana? 
Let us know what you find here. I'm going to yeah, go to yeah. the next one here. Paul yes, Nicholas says, hey, guys, I hear you guys often say that a wide receiver can't run a route. Can you explain what that means exactly? Does that mean that if the play calls for a 10-yard down and out, he runs a 20-yard curl pattern? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's yeah. Or is he supposed to do oh. a, a, a is, is he supposed to do a flag? He runs a post. It doesn't seem like running a route is all that hard. I think it's less egregious than that. It's not like all right, you're going to run a ten yard out, and he runs a slant in. Right? It's right. not that egregious. Which has happened, but yes, you're right. Usually, it's a, well two things. It's about timing of route, depth of route. It, it, this may seem dumb, but you know you're not. We get to watch football from a bird's eye view, and and we get to see very clearly if a guy is running eight yards, ten yards. When you're actually running, and you're maybe trying to like keep tabs on the cornerback in front of you, you don't you don't get the perspective of staring down at the yard marker. So there's a there's a timing aspect to running routes that's way harder than like casual fans like us idiots probably give credit to. So like, how many steps does it take to get to the ten yard mark, and then how crisply are you? Or breaking off your route, all that stuff. Yep. But then there's also like choice routes. So based on the read and based on the leverage that the cornerback is is showing, right? You may have to off the like ball is snapped. You may have to actually make a choice, and the quarterback has to be on the same page with you, right? Oh my god! Alex Boone. Wow. Yeah. What is going on, (laughs) right? So it's more complicated. I'm not trying to defend, you know, Jalen Rager here and Laquan Treadwell because it's your job to figure it out. Right. But it's a little harder than I think most of us give it credit. Yeah, and it might seem uh, small and silly, but there, if you're supposed to run a 12-yard route, like a crossing route, and you're 10 yards deep, it screws things up completely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interception or something. It's a, I yeah. got an answer to to this question, and I'm going to tell you right now, I am going to start to eat banana peels today. Banana peels are packed with polyphenols, cartonoids and other antioxidants that fight cancer-causing free radicals in your body. That's right. Your body has terrorists. I didn't know that. Eating more banana peels, especially green unripe peels, can increase your antioxidant levels and help reduce your risk of cancer. Isn't there like a supplement you can take instead of eating a green banana peel? Or could maybe maybe you just put it in a smoothie if you blended it all up and put it in a smoothie. But what... But what if it in its pure it? form? Would you like cook no, it? You, then you'd re- like if you no, cook it, it takes it would away. It. Oh, yeah. It would? Okay. yeah, no, but I I'm know. but I wonder if, if you were to put it in a smoothie, if you somehow remove like I wonder if it's just the how it, what would it remove though? I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. I did, I looked it up and now I love the idea of mixing into my diet. How are the antioxidants gonna get through the glass smoothie? Oh. Uh <laughs> you know? Are they going to tunnel their way out? All you want, but when I am healthy, banana doing peel this show bacon at eighty, and you're both dead, I'll be going strong. Banana peel bacon. Ten banana so, peel recipes. You'll go bananas for. That's just <laughs> fattening. Headline. That's just fattening, right? There. Yeah, banana peel bacon. Looks good. Well, yeah, of course it does. It's bacon and bananas. Maybe that's what we do. Maybe our compromise is we do banana peel bacon. If the Vikings draft Will Levis, I'll eat the banana part of it. You're so noble. And then Declan can eat the peel. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I will eat the banana <laughs> I'll eat peel. The peel. Oh, I'll God. eat this part of really the good. peel. But I'm not. Yeah, of course it does because it's probably filled with calories. It's not good. Well, there's, good your, you. there's your dietary advice here on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment where we just want 
to be healthy, <laughs> and we just want the Vikings to win this. <laughs> like, I might make this. this go home and make this. Before we I'm die. dead serious. I might make this this weekend. This you weekend. and the gal? Yep, Report back. Report back. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow for a check down episode.